Welcome to the First Down Podcast. That was 30, 35, 40. Still on speed at a first down. Highly improbable. Hello, hello, and welcome to the second episode of the First Down Podcast. Today, I have a great episode lined up for you guys today. I'll look at the new NFL schedule and give you guys the top three matchups to look forward to next season, and then I'll look at the predictions for those games. I talk about my thinking on what Bill Belichick is doing at the quarterback position, then I'm going to end the episode by talking about the greatest trade that never happened a few years ago that just got brought up, and then finishing it off, the biggest one-hit wonder of all time. Wait till the end to figure out who it is. Okay, to start off today, we're looking at the top three matchups. Starting off at number three, we have Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady playing in their long careers. They each have tossed each other one loss each. The last one, Tom Brady tossing Aaron Rodgers a loss in 2018. This is the most accomplished quarterback versus the greatest passer of all time. Don't agree with me? I guess we're going to see in week six. My bets are on the Packers in this game for one reason and one reason only. The Packers have a bye week directly before this game. The Packers have won 17 of their last 24 games after bye weeks. The last one last season being a Cowboys win in Jerry's world. Although, have it be noted that the NFL did a Madden simulation and the Bucks won 28-20. Anticipate me simulating games next season. Okay, then at number two, we actually have two games. We are having the divisional opponents of Tom Brady again versus the Saints and Drew Brees. Okay, so the next two games are actually going to be two games instead of one. It's the divisional opponents between Tom Brady and Drew Brees in the Saints. So this could be Drew Brees' last season if he's going to be going to the Super Bowl. And if they're going to want to win the Super Bowl, they're going to have to win the division. Get to get a first round bye and a home field advantage. And if they get a home field advantage, that's going to be a really good thing because they have the Superdome. And to put in perspective how loud the Superdome is, it's been recorded at 128 decibels. That's literally as loud as a jet. You can see these teams playing in Week 1 and Week 9. Now at number 1, we have the game that I believe could be just as good as the Monday Night Football chiefs Ram game in 2018. I know, big, right? It's Week 3's matchup between the Ravens and the Chiefs in Baltimore. Since it's not an arrowhead, noise will be less of a problem, so you're probably going to be seeing a high-scoring game with the two best offenses in the league. This is going to be an exciting one. Next up, we have the rule change that's coming next season. Last season, we saw a rule change implemented where you could challenge any call or no call for pass interference. Everybody hated this rule. The only reason this became a rule was to coddle Saints fans. There were times where it was questionable calls and it was changed. In other times, there was calls that was textbook pass interference and they were not changed. So generally, three quarters of the way through the season, you saw teams just not even bothering to throw the challenge flag. So then that begs the question, why is it even a rule if no one's going to use it? So that's why it got canceled. So this means we're now just back to the same old, same old, how is that not a call yelling at your television? Okay, so now I'm going to go into what I think Bill Belichick is doing at the quarterback position. So Jared Siddham has been called a natural leader, has a great arm, played at Auburn, and he's beat Alabama. 
So hey, this dude could be the next Brady, and he sounds a lot like him. Fourth round draft pick coming into college. Nobody knows if he's going to be good except for one man. Bill Belichick knows. Bill Belichick was trying to get Brady re-signed, but he declined last offseason. You think Bill Belichick would want Tom Brady back if he's 43 and you know you have a good player at quarterback on that team? No. Bill Belichick is going to be testing out Jared Stidham to see if he's the quarterback of the future, but he's almost positive he's not going to be. There is a case to make that New England has the worst wide receiver position in the NFL. You think a second-year quarterback, fourth-round pick, who threw 18 touchdowns in college is going to elevate those receivers like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and other quarterbacks can do? Now, I can hear you saying, well, what if they didn't believe in Jared Siddham? Why didn't they just draft a quarterback? I'll tell you why. Who was there for them to draft? Jordan Love? He's a project quarterback, and if he's thrown into their system, he's going to become a bust because he's not ready. I.E. Josh Rosen. So, who else was there? Jalen Hurts? Jacob Eason? Jake Fromm? All of these are projects, not starters. So, they're going to be testing out Jared Stidham, and then next year, they're going to have a great draft pick, and they could be drafting their quarterback. And if they have a top 15 pick, from 10 to 15, they can easily trade up now, compared to their 30th, or whatever they had this past season. So you could see them trading up to the top five picks. And the top five teams that are going to be going into getting a top five pick all have quarterback situations. Only the teams with Hall of Fame quarterbacks are going to be trying to get another quarterback next season. And next season, they have one of the best draft prospects since Andrew Luck. You think Bill Belichick doesn't want that guy on his team? And even if they don't get that guy, and that guy being Trevor Lawrence, they could easily also get Justin Fields, who is also a great player. But don't be surprised if they tried trading up into a top three pick with Trevor Lawrence. Now, if this does happen, then soak it in, folks, because this could be the only season in the next 20-25 years that this team is going to be bad. Because the next time this team's going to be bad is when Trevor Lawrence leaves or Bill Belichick retires. So soak it in. So I was trying to come up with some ideas to talk about on this podcast. And since it's the most dry part of the most boring time in football, especially in a time where nobody can even leave their house, there isn't a lot to talk about. Although that didn't even stop Earl Thomas or his brother hanging out in a rented house with some girls. Before, Earl Thomas' wife came to that house by looking on Snapchat's map and then holding a gun to Earl Thomas's head, and then they had a fight with a gun and a knife. They no, no shots were fired, to be fair, and no stabs were had, but there was, was some wrestling being had, which is hilarious. This also didn't stop Quentin Barber and DeAndre Baker from getting bored and deciding to do four counts of armed robbery. What in the world do these billionaires need to rob to get? They, if you're going to rob something, then I would assume that you are dirt poor or don't make a lot of money. But no, these are millionaires risking their entire careers in the NFL in multi-million dollar contracts. 
I didn't really want to go into depth with all of this, but I did not want to talk about it. So, sadly, this is a disappointing story, but that's this is all I'm going to talk about it with. Okay, so now I'm going to be talking about what I've been wanting to talk about this entire podcast so far. And this is the most interesting trade that never happens in the history of the NFL, in my opinion. Let's look back at 2018. The Seahawks were in a situation with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson wanted to become the highest paid quarterback. Rightfully so. I almost would never pay a running back the most the most he wants to get paid. Although there is about one in five quarterbacks that I would do that with. And Russell Wilson is one of those quarterbacks. So the Seahawks did not want to pay him in this situation. They were crippled with the salary cap last season, and that was because of Russell Wilson's contract. They had to release Jadavion Clowney because of this. So, what do you do if you're Pete Carroll in this situation? I'll tell you what they did. They offered the Cleveland Browns Russell Wilson for the number one overall draft pick. These morons in Cleveland said no. I mean, come on. This is a first ballot Hall of Famer for a pick you could hope at its best. You would hope that Baker Mayfield becomes as good as Russell Wilson. Hopefully. But no. And you knew, you knew the Browns would find a way to screw this up. And we thought, oh, Baker Mayfield's going to be the quarterback of the future. But no. Now we know that it could have been Russell Wilson instead. And guess what? In a few years, Baker Mayfield's going to be asking for that Russell Wilson type of money. So what do you want? A few years where you know you're not going to win and you have a quarterback on a rookie contract? Or do you want Russell Wilson, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, on your team? And, okay, let's go into what, what Seattle's thinking in this situation. Let's not pay Russell Wilson and we get a rookie quarterback for a few years. Who do you get that's going to be as good as Russell Wilson? Darnold? Doubtful. Rosen? No way. Baker Mayfield? I don't think so. Lamar? No. No one's drafting him at number one overall. So, why would you try to trade Russell Wilson in this situation? I'm not sure who's the stupider person in this. So, let, I want you guys to let me know on Instagram who you think is stupider at first on podcast on Instagram. Please let me in, noble guys. Now, I'm going to be talking about the biggest one-hit wonder in the history of the NFL. And that one-hit wonder is Cleveland Browns' Peyton Hillis. He was on the Madden cover in 2012 because there was a March Madness-style tournament so you could win the Madden cover with the best player from every single team. And March in that March Madness bracket... Michael Vick was beat by Peyton Hillis by a mile. Peyton played fullback for the Arkansas Razorbacks. In 2006, he did all of the dirty work for Darren McFadden, who ran for 1,647 yards with 14 touchdowns in 284 carries. In a complimentary back with Felix Jones with 1,168 yards and 6 touchdowns with 154 carries. Both became first-round picks. Okay, so in the seventh round, Peyton Hillis is drafted by the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos started that season at 4-1, looking hot with quarterback Jay Culler at the helm, but disappointingly went 8-8 eight eight in that season. 
So then obviously the coach, Mike Shanahan, gets fired in that season. Peyton played five to six games playing a fill-in running back role. In those six games, he got 18 yards and zero touchdowns. And in his next six games, he ran for 504 yards and six touchdowns. But after tearing his hamstring, he got put on injury reserve. And in the next draft, they used a first-round pick on Quashan Marino. So with him not being the number one running back on that team, the next season after he ran for 13 carries and 54 yards and one touchdown, they traded him for a backup quarterback in Brady Quinn to the Cleveland Browns. Those 2009 Browns were absolutely horrible going 5-11 and with Peyton Hillis. And in 2010, it became even worse, being the second-to-last offense in the league. Multiple quarterbacks played, and none of them played well at all. The only bright spot on that team was Peyton Hillis, who had 1,177 yards and 11 touchdowns, with 477 receiving yards and two touchdowns. This is the year, if you remember correctly, that the Browns absolutely destroyed the Patriots and Tom Brady in a 34-14 game. In the past 125 games, there is only one time the Patriots have gotten blown out more than this, and that's by 20 with the Chiefs in the 41-14 in 2014 game. This is where Peyton Hillis got on the cover of Madden 12, and this is why, because of that game. This is where things go bad. After only getting paid less than $1 million a year, he wanted to get paid. Since the Cleveland Browns didn't want to immediately give him a massive contract, he started bouncing around with injuries that some people believed weren't really big injuries, like strep throat and a supposed hamstring problem that the medical doctors believed he could play with, but he decided to sit out on those games. And you're not really hoping that your running back, the person you want to ground and pound on your team, is going to be doing that. So after rushing for only 587 yards and three touchdowns, he got cut. He signed the Kansas City Chiefs, where he played horribly 85 attempts for 309 yards and a touchdown, then 67 yards receiving with no touchdowns. He got cut again, where he finished his new career in New York with two seasons playing even worse. This makes him the biggest draft bust in the history of the NFL because he was on the cover of Madden. Madden, the cover where you have the greatest players of all time. Patrick Mahomes was on it last season. He's maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league right now, if not the best. 